welcome to Flickin' Nubs, your occasional podcast where we talk about movies. Uh, my name is Doug. Um, yeah, we've got a returning crew this week. We've got uh, Rico. Say what's up, Rico. What's up, Rico? Okay, great. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> we got uh, Jeff Andreessen. Hello. Happy birthday, Doug. Thank you. Uh, 29 today. Feeling pretty old. Uh, oh. Yep. And uh, we got Snacks. Hey, hey, happy birthday, Doug. Thank you. All right, so tonight, guys, uh, we're I guess we're going to start a series called, I'm going to call it, like, Prime Time, I guess, where we talk about Prime, Amazon Prime movies or Netflix movies, movies that are readily available so we don't have to go and spend whatever, $12, $15, $17 to go see actual films. Uh, and this week, we're going to be talking about a movie on Amazon Prime called Blowout. Now, uh, I need to speak first because I... Didn't know what the fuck to expect. Snacks recommended this uh, movie, and I thought he was just trying to sabotage the podcast right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I didn't know anything about the movie. I didn't know who was in it. Uh, anything. I just saw the cover, and it's this horrible, distorted black and white photo of a man screaming, and just says "blowout." And I was like, Jesus Christ! Yeah, and that then, is not the best cover. There are no, much better awful cover that exists. Yeah. And then and then the movie starts off as if it's like a shitty fucking B horror movie, and I thought this was going to be the movie. <laughs> uh, so that that's it starts off with like naked coeds getting murdered. Yeah, wow. and I, but I thought it was how, legitimate. How long does this happen? <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's like pre credits. It's all just okay. like. This is De Palma, by the way. Sorry to jump right into it. That's Basically, fine. criticizing his critics who kind of wrote him off as a generic slasher film director. So he started the movie uh, off being like, here's the shit I don't do. Um, of course, he films the shit out of it with an epically long take. Yeah. And then yeah it's and it it's ends all with, point of view. Right. He ends with his surrogate character just basically laughing it off and talking about how shitty it is. Um, anyway, sorry. No, that's fine. Nice. Uh okay. But yeah, and uh, so the I guess I'll give a quick synopsis and we'll do like, you know, blow by blow as we go. But basically, the movie stars a movie star, you know, albeit a crazy one, and uh, John Travolta. <laughs> hey man, he was hot shit when this movie came out and in like I, 82. I liked his performance. He played a good like normal guy. Like this it's is probably best, the... It's his hands down best performance. Oh and wow, okay. That's what I think. Uh, I just... I think he's amazing. He apparently suffered insomnia yeah, um, during the making of the movie, so and you can tell he looks so like weary, out of it, and like tired the whole time. Yeah, and I think that helped. That's how you get a good performance out of him. Okay. Yeah, no, seriously, I think it helped him. I bet he was a. Uh, I bet he was pledging at church. <laughs> yeah, his his <laughs> statements were <laughs> he stayed up way all night He's like, shit, it's my turn to get hit with a pillowcase full of soap. I ran through the. I tried to run through the wall for two days. My head's killing me. Uh, yeah. So this stars John Travolta, directed by Brian De Palma. Uh, snacks, or I guess Snacks or Jeff, just rattle off some De Palma movies. Well, the the big ones that I like were Mission Impossible and The Untouchables. But he's done a ton of stuff. Um, uh, in the seventies, the movies that came before this. Um, there are movies like Carrie, which John Travolta was featured in a smaller part. It was before he was really big. Right. And, yeah, after and, Travolta, the, and the love interest as well. Yes, Nancy Allen. He works with Nancy yeah. Allen a lot. Yeah. Um, and she was in a minor part, too. And by this point, like Travolta had blown up. So, you know, 
uh, De Palma was basically like, cha-ching, like you're going to be my star now, kind of. Um, he, he saw it as a, as a way to sort of get a big star that he's worked with before in a, a key role. Um, he's, he did movies like The Fury. He did movies like um, Sisters. He did movies like uh, some crazy shit, like Phantom of the Paradise. Um, yeah. His early 70s movies were actually, one of them's late 60s, were actually comedies. Um, they, were, yep. they were actually improv comedies featuring Robert De Niro, and they're kind of amazing. Um, yeah. And he kind of discovered De, De Niro, right? He did, yeah. He was, De Niro's one of De Niro's first early film appearances is, is in uh, De Palma's, I think, second movie called Greetings, which is this anti-Vietnam War comedy. <laughs> Just sort of a weird thing. Weird. And then Hi Mom has the same character kind of uh, playing a peeping Tom slash boyer photographer, which is like a theme that comes up over and over again in the Yeah, movie. and I wanted yeah. to, I was going to get to that later, but this movie was full of voyeuristic shit. Like, oh, yeah. I, I even noticed yeah. it, and I'm a Ooh, fucking... I like it already. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, it starts with peep- it starts with a physical peeping tom, right? Peeping in at coeds windows, and, and it, it doesn't stop. Two peeping toms. There's yeah. a, there's a cop who's pe- like Julie, looking at the lady. That's right. And then, and then he the gets murdered. Comes up, kills him, and then he starts looking at. Him. <laughs> it's pretty great. This sounds wonderful. But yeah, uh, but the Palma's big shit. The Palma's big shit. I guess Travolta's big shit. Why have I never heard about this movie? And it wasn't bad. Like I had really low expectations going in, and I was pleasantly surprised. So the reason I decided to watch this, I watched the De Palma documentary because I'm like watching all the films put out by that A24 studio, like A24, because um, they seem to make like cool, I don't know, the good indie shit. Like they put out Green Room, for example. Okay. So, uh, so I'm like, okay, these people have good taste. Let's see what they got going. So I watched the De Palma documentary and like I learned a lot of the shit Jeff said, but then it got to this movie and I'm like, oh, I got to see this fucking movie. <laughs> you know? And then, yeah. So this movie the, has like the grit of, of like. The reasons, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you can go ahead for a sec. Yeah. One of the reasons that you probably haven't heard of it is because it kind of bombed when it came out. Um, it was not popular. It, it didn't go over well with audiences. Um, so I think it's sort of like he, he blamed the. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, he blamed the ending in the uh, in the documentary. Yeah. What do you think? He was supposed to be happy or what? What? I think. I think that. Yeah. I think. People thought that um, it was pretty. It's a pretty dark ending, um, and not. It didn't really match the optimism of the time, which the movie's also kind of criticizing. Well, I, I guess think. it was at the tail end. It was ninety-one, according to this, or eighty-one. Sorry, but uh, it reminded me of like uh, had the same tone of a lot of dark movies from the seventies. Like Dog Day Afternoon was one that came to mind when I was watching this. It wasn't mm. that dark, but still, it was had a, gri- a gritty semi-realism to it. Um, yeah, I, I think. I think at this point, those kind of movies were sort of going away, right. and E.T. and Goonies kind of, was on the way in. Yeah, you're embracing yeah. sort of the Reagan era of like American exceptionalism and optimism, and that's exactly what the movie is kind of criticizing at the same time. Yeah, so people were probably like, "Fuck this!" They they just weren't in the mood. For <laughs> it, kind of, I think. Fuck but now this. people look back at it as one of his sort of underappreciated. Um, masterpieces i think and i would say people are rarely in a mood for the palma movie i must admit like um i wasn't into a shit until i became an old man and now that i'm yeah. old man i'm like into a shit well you didn't like uh untouchables people like scarface no no well i like the i like the blockbuster ones i don't like scarface i don't I like, like scarface either but i don't like scarface I, either it's actually my one of my least favorite De palma movies go figure yeah 
Uh, like so, uh, I forgot where it was going. All right, well, let's start. I, telling... I know what you're saying. He's not. He's not everyone's cup of tea, and I think that he yeah. does. You appreciate him more with age, I think. Because um, when I, I first saw De Palma, I was a teenager. Or I'm sorry, when I first saw Blowout, I was a teenager. I was like, this is just rehashed Hitchcock, like bah. Right. And then I That's saw. That's what I thought. I thought he was a ripoff artist. Yeah. I was like, look at this guy ripping people off. And he he definitely indulges in lots of homages, um, so that's yeah. fair. But I think he does smart things with them too. I'm sorry, I'm, we're talking way too much already, so I'm going to shut up. Yeah, I think we need to yeah. keep in mind that. Uh, oh, don't worry, I'm still fully erect over here. Rico, <laughs> Rico has not seen this movie, and he is the uh, the dummy. What do we want to call this person who hasn't seen the film? We should come up with the name. Dummy, let's just call the him dummy. The, the dummy. Yeah, let's call him the fucking idiot. Dumb <laughs> dummy. <laughs> So, Rico, uh, yeah, the movie starts with this overly long, like, as if you're watching a slasher film. And it, it literally goes on for, like, eight or ten minutes. You see at least, uh, I would say, nine or eleven boobs during this time, which is pretty great. Um, but then it cuts to uh, a is screening room. one of the room. women an Amazon? Is that why it's odd number of boobs? No, it's side boob. <laughs> okay, gotcha. But, uh, yeah, it smashes. <laughs> taking notes on the boobs, yeah, Well, you gotta count them. <laughs> uh, and that was the last boob I think you see through the you know, there's no more at the uh, through the rest of it which gotcha. you know instantly drops it a couple of stars but uh, but yeah smash cut they're in a screening room and it's I guess a director or producer talking to the sound guy and there's a shitty scream one of the girls uh, who shows her boob is getting stabbed in the shower has an awful scream and it turns out we meet our protagonist uh, it's John Travolta he's a sound guy uh, and he's kind of below his station. You could tell, like, he's a talented guy, and he's just wasting him time, uh, his time doing sound for shitty slasher films, right? Guys, please feel free to interrupt, add. Yeah, that's that's correct. Yes. Yeah, that's that's where we're at. All right, okay. so uh, you know he's you know we're introduced that this is the guy we're gonna follow, um, and he goes back, and now there's now we indulge in yet another like opening sequence in which the credits play, and we get. Him dubbing sounds for this uh, the slasher film while the TV's playing, and I even picked up on this, guys. There's the, like whatever the TV is talking about, and the sound effects he's cutting at the time or dubbing like line up, like like they oh, show yeah. the mayor. This guy's gonna be, you know, he's probably gonna be our next president. He's on the screen, and then you see uh, Travolta's gunshot. dubbing gunshot, the sound yeah. gunshot. And then, oh, I didn't notice that. And then it was body yeah. fall. Was the no, next it's thing? Basically, it's basically uh, like telling you the entire movie, right. In the credits, because well, that is clever. Yeah, but I even picked up on it. The, yeah, it's it's really smart. It's split screen. The split screen's beautiful. Um, everything's yeah. very clear, and you just get the impression like that. Even if you even if you're not even if you've never seen the movie before, that like it's just building this sense of dread, kind of with the right. sound cues and sort of the and I, there's something about the the cheesiness and fakeness and. The movie's very concerned with inauthenticity and authenticity. Yeah. So, like, the news report just has this sort of, like, cheesy kind of vibe to it. You definitely feel like you're being, like, sold something political. And then he is kind of constructing this film at the same time. So Which is all fake. I mean. Yeah, yeah. right. That's definitely a big part of it. Uh, Satirical or just... Uh, Uh, No, it's it's pretty straight up. It's It's played straight, yeah. 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 Uh, but I would say that I, if I was going to cut this movie, I would have had this be the opening scene. Uh, I, I don't know. It felt like, because this scene goes on for legitimately another 10 minutes, it feels like. Is, am I wrong? 
Eh. What the opening? The opening credit? No, yeah. The 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 split screen. Yeah. Well, it just felt like another like. Okay, I know that like movies in this era were a little bit slow, uh, more of slow burn, but I was already for things to to go. Uh, anyway, so after this opening uh, sequence, he has to go get Wild Sound. Um, I don't know why for one of the movies. I, I can't remember. Yeah, no, for the movie, got, for the movie he was working on, they're yeah, like, hey, he's man, got shitty wind. The director oh, yeah, complains he's, about the wind. Shitty wind. So he's got to go out and like make new wind. I gotta like, say, I gotta, I gotta get nature sounds. <laughs> Does he say that? <laughs> yeah, that's basically, that sounds a lot like him, yeah. What's up with all this freaking wind, huh? <laughs> so he goes out to like a middle of a park at night uh, with his uh, shotgun mic that can hear like, I don't know, like hundreds of yards away. Uh, he's oh, pointing okay. at a different it's shit. It's a powered shotgun mic, but let's not, let's not like it's like know. any shotgun mic anyone's ever had yeah, yeah. mega powerful mega yeah. powerful <laughs> i personally like how this part's edited when he's like pointing at the oh, sound yeah. and then you see the like cross cut and like yeah. ones in the foreground ones in the background it's it's pretty sweet so he's pointing it around and, and yeah we get this voyeuristic thing where he's pointing it at a couple and like, like that's like a hundred yards away and the girl's <laughs> like i see that guy over there he's staring at us and the guy trying to make out with her is like don't worry about that baby yeah it's no big deal God, just, yeah, take your blouse off. I'm sure he'll go away. That's pretty much what the guy's acting like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty sleazy. Uh, so anyway, the guy's recording shit, and then all of a sudden he hears a car coming. Um, he hears a loud bang. The car swerves off the road, goes into, uh, jumps the rail into this body of water. Goes into the drink. Goes into the drink. Uh, he freaks out. He jumps into the water, uh, and he saves. One person, this girl inside, he sees a guy who's obviously dead um, in the car as well. He gets the girl out. Uh, and it's, So the, the thing I like about this scene is it, they, they hadn't introduced the score yet. Even in the like, credits. You yeah, didn't it was quiet. Oh. And, and then as soon as, the, uh, as soon as the car hits the water... Yeah. The, the, the vision, goes, Jesus Christ, and the score picks up. Yeah, the, like, the score just right? <laughs> like, slams in. Oh. Um, and yeah, it's you're it really right. plays very suspenseful. There is no I looking thinking back now, there was no sound during that opening sequence. There might have been sound during the uh like fake horror movie that we were watching, but there was no sound there's during like a, the, like a heartbeat. There's, yeah. there's a heartbeat, but there's no music. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well anyway, he saves the girl. Uh the guy's dead. He ends up he wakes up in the hospital. Uh, and he's smoking in the hospital. Uh, oh, yeah, I have some notes. He smokes so much in the hospital. <laughs> okay, so Everybody he, smokes he's in the just hospital. The, did he have to go to the hospital himself, or he's just there? Yeah, he, 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 had to go to the he took her to the hospital, and then oh, yeah, but they're, they're like, they check him out too because he's in gotcha. like hospital garb. I okay, think. yeah. And then there's like cops there. There's like a shit ton of cops. Oh yeah, and the cops interviewing him is a dick for no reason. Yeah, a complete dick for no reason. Yeah. He's just like, why are you like, there? Why are you being a dick? I'm white. What are you at, doing? at one point, yeah, at one point he's just like, and so then I, and the cop's like, so well, then what did you do? He's like, well, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you what I'm going to do. Uh, but yeah, and then he goes to talk to the girl, and the girl is, uh, this is, I was offended. Uh, like, the girl is, like, I guess I've seen, like, women portrayed like this before, but she is an absolute ditz. Like, and it's right. a it's well, a great I, I actress. Gotta, I She's. I've got some things to say about this. Okay, well, let me let me just paint the Go picture ahead. for Rico sure. real quick. No, it's, that's fair. It's okay. Now, this is RoboCop's partner, right? That's right. Yes, yeah, there well, you yeah, go. That's right. Okay, Jeff, that's proceed. Right. 
That's it. That's, I just that's, wanted to get. That's what you wanted to add. <laughs> yeah, because that's now he can. Detail. Yeah. Wait, I missed it. <laughs> can you imagine? Say? Robocop, it's you're going to shoot some people Black now. <laughs> Murphy. That's right. All right, right Jeff, go, go ahead. Here's a couple things about Nancy Ellen in this movie. For for one thing, when you first meet her, it's it's very clearly stated that she's on. She's like sedated. So when you first meet her, she is like drugged out of her mind. Right. Okay. Um, and and I the, the movie's biggest criticism is that her portrayal it, that she's playing a ditz, that her character is dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I think both when you first meet her and that portrayal is absolutely intentional for a couple of different reasons. For one thing, especially in that first scene when he's like literally like taking care of her and like putting her into bed. She's right. supposed to be sort of like she's supposed to be this like childlike figure, like very innocent, very naive, and he, he's literally supposed to be sort of like looking after her and right. taking care of her. Yeah, um, it definitely so, seemed paternal. Their relationship. Yeah. Okay. And so it, we go. We're not going to see her tits. Well, no, she's unfortunately, a, she's a prostitute. But no, you don't see her. No. Right. So you think um, it's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> but I I think that it's 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 a valid criticism because she's not the strongest character. For by far, um, and that's something that the promise movies definitely have a hard time with. But I think that it's there's still intention behind the choice. Yeah, and especially once it gets into the ending, you're like you're supposed to feel that she is not this like tough, strong woman. She's someone that needs to no, be she's a pawn. Yeah, she exactly. Needs to be looked after, and she's innocent, and she's just caught up in this nightmare. And I think that's why it's. It's like this. Well, so. I think I think uh, what would have excused it for me is if she just would have had a hinted at a pervasive drunk, drug problem. Like you say, she was sedated at first, but like if she would have like been sneaking off to the bathroom or something, like I don't know. I, I think it would have been easily more easily to uh, easy to excuse her ditziness because she is an absolute moron. Is that also that? You're supposed, you're supposed to look at the character and go, oh, she's a prostitute because she's just too dumb to do anything. Yeah, else. she's she's a makeup artist as well. Okay. I, I don't think you're supposed to think she's just too dumb to do anything else. I just think that it's she's just not she's not particularly like bright. I don't right. think. Okay. Um, but I, yeah, not, a, not like those genius hookers that you come across. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, All right. <laughs> Moving on. It's pretty pretty <laughs> pretty dark there, Rico. <laughs> yeah. Put that. Put that. Put that in the police report. <laughs> uh. Good thing this is recorded. Fits in with the theme of the movie, kind of. But anyway. But yeah, Travolta's all making nice with her, asking questions. He's like, "What are you doing there?" Blah 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 blah. Chain smoking in her hospital room, and she's like, "I want to get out of here." And he's like, "Okay, let's go." (laughs) So it's just funny. It's like, not only can you smoke in hospitals, but you can leave whenever you want. But Eric, during this scene, uh, like, there's the cop giving him a hard time, and then like, um. So the guy who was going to be assassinated, you find out, was going to be the next Democratic candidate for the presidency yeah, or the Republican, and, prob- and probably president because he was yeah very he was popular. just going to win, and that's oh. the guy that's the guy who was uh, who was in the car who was assassinated oh, okay. in the car with her, yeah. killed and so this guy prostitute in the car, okay, yeah, and so this guy goes, Travolta, you got to shut up, and he's like, I don't want to shut up, I, I was there, I saw her, and he goes. You want this guy to die and like know that like he had his hand up another girl's skirt. Like you want his wife to know that. Right. And Travolta's like, oh man, kinda. Yeah. Right. Right. This is the cop. The guy basically yeah. says, Look, it's not gonna help anybody if anybody everybody yeah. knows what happened, so just shut up about it and pretend like it never happened. And Travolta's like, All right, whatever. 
Yeah, this but is the bureaucratic like, cop. This isn't the beat cop that was giving him shit. Like, tell me what you no, were doing he, next. I don't even think he's, he's a like cop. A, I think he's a politician. Yeah, well, yeah. he's a politician of some sort. Oh, uh, okay. And then, like, um, why don't you and, go and, find some nature sounds, dummy? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, exactly. But this is when you start seeing Tra- uh, Travolta's moral compass in the movies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You so that, you can tell that the truth is important to him. Like, right. He he definitely like agrees reluctantly, but you can tell that it bothers him. That well, he's not telling the truth. Well, let's just get it out of the way. So this comes out later, but it turns out that he has uh, a history with law enforcement. He uh, helped um, internal affairs um, with uh, their sound requirements, mainly uh, adding wires to people. This comes out mm-hmm. later, but we'll, we'll talk about it right now. I, I feel like it informs yeah, the character. That's smart, I think, to talk about it now. Oh, yeah. thank you. And they get they give they give a whole You're like welcome. in that in that in that scene they give a like a whole breakdown of his character. Um where he's like, uh like it, it, it's uh, I, I actually don't I actually hate that scene. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like he's just kinda he's just kinda telling you like his life story. He she and I think she says like, Hey, tell me your life story. And he's like, Well, you know those kids that do science projects? I was one of those kids, and then I was in Vietnam and communications. You go to war? No, I went to New Jersey. And I mean it just goes on and on. But um yeah, but then you get that flashback. Yeah, and the flashback is he wired a, a cop, um, and uh, and everything. He was trailing him in a uh, car, so like, he, so he could hear what's going on. The cops talking to like gangsters or whatever, and they stop at a restaurant so the guy could piss. They go inside, and the guy was getting nervous, so he was sweating all over his microphone, and he didn't plan for uh, sweat in the equation of his audio equipment, and. He lost the communication. Was burning him. Yeah, burning him ends up. Whoops. The guy's dead. He gets hung, uh, or hanged, because he's not a tapestry. I guess I he gets. Don't. Wait, okay. So the guy that was had the wire got caught. Yeah, he got caught. And he got caught. And he got, got made. Okay. He got made. He got uh, killed. And Travolta, I guess, has never forgiven himself, uh, or he's trying to. He's like, he's like, that's not me anymore. But you know, you can tell he's getting sucked back into another situation where he's. Trying to be a go ahead and sweat on my new mics, guys. Go ahead, (laughs) just try. Okay, but uh, but yeah. So uh, so he he has this weird relationship with her. Immediately wants to know more about it. Like you know, he's just curious. Uh, He gets her out of there, and well, he plays back. He plays back the tapes in the hotel. he takes her to a hotel room. Well, that's the thing. Home. Yeah, she didn't want to go home because there'll be reporters at her house and there'll be reporters mm-hmm. at his house as well. So they decide to go to a motel. And you think, all right, two more titties, rack them up, <laughs> turn it up to eleven. But no, uh, they go to a, they, yeah, they just go. They uh, they she sleeps. He's listening to the tape, and he hears two distinct, uh, very quick punctuations uh, when the tire blow, blows out. It just looks like you know they're driving along. Tire blows out. They go into the pool or the the water. They die. Uh, but Travolta no, can hear that there's a second bang, right? Something. Now, now, so like then he go like so then he does a series of like detective work using sound and using picture and essentially using editing to solve a crime. So, yeah. so Jeff, was this like a thing about like was this De Palma's what was De Palma's commentary about filmmaking and all that? Was he like trying to make a point there? Uh, I think. There's a couple things going on. For one thing, like a lot of the movies inspired by the Michelangelo and Tonyoti movie, Blow Up, which is about yeah, which like, I, I've never seen. It's just a, it's a similar concept. It's like about a guy taking a picture. He's a photographer, and in the background, he, he he thinks he might see a murder, 
and it keeps blowing up the picture and blowing up the picture and blowing up the picture, trying to look for clues and evidence in the in the image. Um, and so, like, in in the end, it's very kind of sixties, late sixties, sort of like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it, it questions reality essentially, um, and and that's what he was sort of trying to say with the movie. Whereas De Palma is basically trying to say, this is recorded. Like, I have a record of this. This happened. And, like, re- repeatedly throughout the movie, people just kind of ignore it. Right. People just kind of sweep it under the rug and say, I don't care. Like, I don't want to hear about this conspiracy shit. Yeah. Like, don't don't come to me with this. Um, they, like, they're just not interested in the truth. And I think to him, he's thinking, like, look, uh, this stuff, these scandals, and there's shades of Watergate here with the with the recording there's shades of, you know, the the Ted Kennedy. Yeah, but I don't um, see any parallels no, yeah, yeah, yeah. with what's going on today. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's that. Uh, it, it remains oddly prescient. Um, but yeah, like there's this, all this all these scandals <clears throat> that are kind of wrapped up in this movie. And he's literally recorded this and has evidence that something that there's been wrongdoing. And everybody's just kind of like, eh, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, they don't want to hear it. Even you know? there's a pruder film because there's a sleazy photographer who's there the night uh, of the, like the oh, yeah. accident and he shoots like all these pictures and he literally like assembles this almost like a Zapruder film of the accident and like matches it up with the, with sound, the sound yeah to get like a better oh. idea of what happened. yeah and he starts with he makes a flip book he gets the magazine of the 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 newspaper which the pictures were featured in and he cuts them all together in sequence and flips them through and then he you know he he talks to his buddies you know and gets them to make a film strip and he can do audio but he can't do video so he has to have that happen but he syncs them up they sync up perfectly and he sees a flash and it's obvious that there was a gunshot that blew out the tire and then that's so there this was an assassination so he's running his mouth he's trying to convince the cops uh, and then, like, hilarity ensues. Uh, basically, is that your introduction to Jonathan Lithgow? Yeah, Jonathan Lithgow. And let me just say, so he plays the psychopathic killer, uh, kind of like the uh, the Bardem. Yeah, he's the guy. He's he's the guy that they send in to kill to shoot the tire. Yeah, well, he's he's and, like a CIA spook kind. Yeah, of. yeah, but he mm. obviously gets he gets out of control. Like, His handlers can't control him after a while. And he's just off the reservation, so it's very. Right. It's, he, he was he was supposed to take pictures of this guy and the dits like together to get just compromising pictures. Right. Uh, no, he, I thought and he changes oh, and no, and he changes the plan. And he's talking to a guy <laughs> on the phone about it, and he's like, "Yeah, you presented that plan. We said no." He's like, "Yeah, but you guys were wrong." So it comes and he goes, <laughs> and, he goes and then he goes, Eric, and then he goes, and then he goes, "Oh yes, I'm going to go kill this person and frame it as a sexual crime." That have to do with the centennial, and the guy's like, "What?" Yeah, what are you talking <laughs> about? It's, it's great. It's another character that's basically like deciding his own reality, like creating right. reality as he sees fit. Um, yeah, which is something that a lot of the characters do repeatedly in the movie, including Travolta. So, but it it turns out that the uh, prostitute that was in the car was uh, trying to blackmail the politician, the scummy guy who released the photos. Uh, and her were working in cahoots. The idea was she would be, you know, making out with him. He would take pictures of them, and then they would blackmail the politician. And this this crazy guy Lithgow gets involved, and yeah, he changes the plan. Um, decides to shoot the tire. He didn't think uh, he would end up dying, but uh, he did. So, uh, and Travolta learns about this, and he you know rakes her over the coals and gets her to feel bad. She tries to go to. 
get the original film from the photographer, her like uh, cohort, who is wearing the same like disgusting stained oh. like wife beater in every Greatest. scene he's yeah. in. Yeah. And this it's guy, Dennis, I've seen him in a million Dennis things. France, what is his name? Dennis France. NYPD. He's such a great like like scumbag. Like, yeah. That's just what he's perfect at doing, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. Even when he was the detective, you're like, what oh. a scumbag. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't you can't non scum that dude. He's just yeah. scummy. Uh so but, yeah, uh, uh she This movie's really uh yeah. It's I'm, interesting. I'm it. Yeah, so he sends her off to like he's got you gotta get that original tape from your fucking douchebag uh partner in crime. And she's like, Okay, fine. You know, she says no, but I'm sure he just like you know, whatever, Obi-Wan, these aren't the droids you're looking for. Anyway, she decides to do it. She goes there, and he's holding out on her. Supposedly, he he's getting even more money from the uh, the the people who set up the assassination in the first place to hush-hush and treat it like it was an accident. Uh, oh. But he's cutting her out, and then he tries to uh, rape her, and she smashes him over the head with a bottle, takes the film, and gets the fuck out. Um. So she gives it to John uh, John Travolta that he has the original film after the original gets stolen or something. I can't remember. Regardless, he's uh, just no, trying to. No, no, no. Uh, John, John, John Lithgow at some point, there's, you're kind of jumping all over. But I like, am. So Eric, so there's a massive like conspiracy thing, right? And the whole time is Travolta's trying to get the truth. And like it had, like the movie has these uh, 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 like little episodes of suspense repeatedly. And they're all great. Like one of my favorite ones is when all the real, all his tape reels, he has like a room where he keeps all his shit, like all his tape, like all his tapes of sound effects. Mm. And Jonathan Lithgow snuck in there and erased everything. So the camera's in the center of the room. Everything? Oh. Everything. So the the camera's in like. Did you cry, cry, Doug? I did. (laughs) So So the camera's in the center of the room, like revolving like a tape reel. As Travolta is like tearing his room apart and playing all it's 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 fantastic. Wow, it's okay. absolutely fantastic. Meanwhile, um, Lithgow is looking for this prostitute and just killing random women who kind of yeah, look yeah, like he, her. He essentially is Sarah Connering. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna like, say it's the Terminator. Yeah, yeah he yep. just like looks like her. Could be her. Let's take a chance and like. Well, I think he I think he killed the first one by accident. Like he was following her. And yeah. then he got mixed up in like the market and followed the wrong girl and ended up killing the wrong girl. And then he's like, how am I going to fix this? He goes, I know what. I'll kill more ladies so it'll cover up killing this one lady. I have to become a serial killer to throw people off the... Oh, wow. That is exactly it. So he mutilates the bodies, too. uh, And he stabs... Uh, they said a shape of the Liberty Bell, which I don't yeah, know if you're doing like, it in stabbings. It's going to be a lot of stabbings. That's going to be. <laughs> yeah. It's like you know, the doing, there's a Liberty. Yeah, the Liberty Bell, the Bell Centennial is coming up. So like he wants to tie into that. Well, by the way, this, this is in is, Philly, <laughs> Philadelphia. The Centennial Killer. Yeah. We'll he, that's it. right. He sees it, it's when he murders the first girl by accident or the wrong girl by accident, and he's like kind of looking around. And he's like, "What do I do?" And then they have a big billboard about the Centennial, and he's like. Uh, I got an idea. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which, by the way, the only thing that would make that scene better is if they literally like played bells when he figures it out. That's ding, the one thing that I wish they did. Alright. Yeah, so um, this goes on for a while. I don't know. Uh, and eventually... Well, let's, let's just. Do you want to just jump the scenes we like and then we'll just wrap it? Yeah, wrap yeah, let's just end. jump around. So, 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 Jeff, what what was some of your favorite scenes in the movie? 
Oh, yeah, and then just save the end. That's the only thing. Just be right, strategic exactly. like guys did. Okay. Well, my, mm, it's hard for me to talk about it without talking about the end because... Do you want to just jump... Well, not the very end. Like, like so... The last event, sequence, the last chase sequence is so is suspenseful great. and it so, is so awesome. Great. Yeah. And so let's just talk about that. Okay. It's literally during the, the Liberty Day parade. And so it's uh, just okay. saturated everywhere with red, white, and blue, like nonstop, like mm. everywhere. Parades, Lith- everything. Like Right. Lithgow, basically Travolta's in the same situation he was before when he was an undercover cop. I think, he wires right? the he wires the dits yep. to go right. uh, to go find. So now out. the stakes are higher. He to can't try to, blow the try second to draw wire. out Lithgow and like capture him and make sure that he's like brought to justice. And and it's this is where like it, the Hitchcock influence comes in, and it's very much like Vertigo because it's like the the pass is repeating and he's like reliving his own kind of demise, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just everybody's just like freaking the fuck out about this like parade. Like it's just I I, I can't really describe it, but it's just there's. Split screens. It's shot. And so like, it's, so like, it start. It starts with Lithgow murdering another girl in the subway station. Oh, for yeah. like, for like, and he has this cool watch, Eric, that has like a garrote wire in it. Yeah. And so they oh, have this okay. real suspenseful part where she's 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 like blowing a sailor, and that guy doesn't have enough money, so he just leaves. And then Lithgow's in another, oh, and, then, and then and then Lithgow's in another phone, phone booth. booth. And he makes like a blowjob gesture and holds a fifty dollar bill up. But to he the looks window. like a psychopath the whole time, and she's like, "Okay, <laughs> let me go so, freshen up." And she goes to the restroom she, to like so she brushes two her of a really dumb prostitute in this movie. Right. I just yeah. want to like make that clear. Okay. And but, he goes in the other stall, but he's like waiting for her to get in the right position. But wait, so no, let's like uh, let's not wait, 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 wait. Let's let's take step back. So before she can go blow Lithgow in another phone booth, she just blew the sailor. She needs to go to the restroom, brush her teeth, is this just floss. Out in the of nowhere? Is this just out no? It's at it's at it's like it's a, a, it's a train like station. Subway station. Okay, and this is the phone booths okay. you can't see below waist high. Right. Gotcha. So uh, yeah, so she's flossing, you know, putting on <laughs> lipstick and shit. And he's and he's like he had like he has his like garrot wire. Is that the right word? Garot yeah, wire? that's right. And he's like just and he's just trying to like choke her, but she keeps moving to like fidget with something else. So she's he's so trying bad. to come over the stall down upon her neck, and she keeps like fidgeting, and he lifts up the wire at the last minute, and it, this happens for a couple. And eventually she gets strangled. Hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. basically that's like that's like the Palma 101, that kind of like dark right. comic murder kind of shit. Yeah. And um, then like and then the chase then the chase Jeff was talking about kicks in. And it starts with her in the subway station and like Travolta's out in the parking lot listening to the wire. And then he he, he hears they're gonna get on a train. So he's like running and he's listening to clues about where they are, even though they're not in the same space, trying to get her before she gets um, murdered, and she's too much of a ditz to realize she's going to get murdered. And that that that, that parts. That Wait, part's who crazy. is she with? She with the main. She, she's with John she's with, Lithgow. Well, let's she's take a step Lithgow. back. We got to we got to say that uh, Lithgow. So uh, uh, eventually, a reporter comes to John Travolta saying, "Listen, uh, I heard your story. I know what you're talking about. I believe you. I want to put oh, you yeah. on the news. Oh, yeah. You have to give me the original tape." And then um, you know he gives him his name, and somehow Lithgow is tapped their phone lines and hears this so he calls right. the dits and says hey i'm this reporter guy he's impersonating him hey i need you to yeah. bring the, the original tape to the right. the train station so that's why we're point, here and travolta yeah. doesn't and trust it, her or trust right. the, the situation he thinks it's fishy and that's why yeah. he wires yeah. her up 
So he makes uh, he makes a copy of the tapes and he wires her without her knowing it, right? Or does she no, know she, she no, he, no, he tells he has to talk her into it. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. I, I um, hope she had enough of a brain to know when she was getting wired. Well, still, you think, hey, she's going <laughs> to get wi- really dumb. good at his job, Eric. <laughs> Rico, Rico, you think, okay, she's going to get a wire on her. We're definitely going to see some titties. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I really right. hope you were like really. Oh, is it gonna yeah. happen? I, just, ah! I picture Doug with pen in hand, like like ready to take a note, ready to make another like mark on his paper. To make yeah, there were pen. four with a strike through, then another four, and I'm just got my pen over that, waiting for the strike through and adding another one afterwards. Not happening. Want another strike through? No. So yeah, so it's it's it is suspenseful. She's he's like looking at all the different train destinations, trying to he can hear what's going on, and he's trying to put it together with context clues. So he's looking at all the different destinations. He hears one. He goes chasing uh, down, and of course he misses. The train leaves just as he's getting there, and yeah. Th- and so that's when he hops in his car, and you get that. And, and <laughs> his you get Jeep the Wrangler, his badass the Jeep train's going. Renegade, right? And so he's hauling ass through the parade. To, to try to get her first, oh. and it's 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 freaking great. And he crashes, he crashes his jeep, and like. Yeah. But but the but the chase scene like is pretty impressive. What? Are there yeah, there's like floats. And there's floats and, and bells. And people keep. Like they do that thing where they strap yeah. a GoPro to the front of the car, and then people stand right in front, and then move left or right just at the last hey, second. Eric, mm. he like flies over the steps, and there's like mounted police there, and the horses get like wiped out. Mm-hmm. Like they're sliding <laughs> across the concrete. Uh, it is, it's like three horses died in the horrific. making of this chase. Yeah, exactly. They they, they broke all in those horses' life. legs and had to shoot them. Like, a, lot glue, just, a, lot of, a lot of glue was made at the end. Yeah. <laughs> It was a mini, you know, uh, Blues Brothers chase scene, basically. Uh, but yeah. yeah, he he gets, <laughs> and once again, we're the the hospital attendant. So he passes out. He he gets knocked out after going through a storefront and crashing. They put him in an ambulance. The parade keeps going. They're, they're like, okay, after that momentary setback. Meanwhile, <laughs> we really love our parade. So not today, terror. Yeah, no, right. no, thank you, terrorists. So, uh, but he wakes up in the ambulance and just casually leaves. <laughs> no, no, no. He still has he still has the like the uh oh, he still the has ear, sound ear equipment. Yeah. So he like wakes up from his like concussion and he shoves the earpiece in and he hears John Lithgow and her talking and they're like at um like hey, let's watch Philly the fireworks. Meets, where Philly meets New Jersey at that like river there. And she like gives him the tapes and John Lithgow being again, I love villains with no chill. And he's just yeah. like takes the tapes and he's like so furious at them and he throws them in he the river. He just throws them in the river and she's like, hey, what'd you do that for? Robocop. Because she still thinks that he's a reporter. Yeah, exactly. And he's on murder gloves like, and she finally <laughs> figures it out. She's like, no, wait! <laughs> what you put your reporter gloves on for? <laughs> <laughs> but, but like wait, he goes he, to he, kill he her but like they're... <laughs> But there's like people around, so, so he like, like I don't yeah, it's know. Like the, the, the the parade terminated at this place on the river, and there's going to be like a festival and fireworks or something. Yeah. So he's running like opposite against the flow of the people again. Which Jeff, that really plays into your metaphor. Oh yeah. But he's looking for this optimism. Oh yeah. And he's the only yeah. guy running. He's like running, physically running against it. Yeah. Like the darkness that like you know is is essentially representing the truth of what's really going on. Right. Um, so parade is. The bullshit, right? right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So John Lithgow like leads her leads her up to this like overlook, and there's this giant like American flag, huge American flag. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> you and, and and Travolta is still like listening, 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 trying to trying to find her. Um, and then uh, it, it do it, Doug is now the time for the end. Yeah, yeah, I think so. We can always we can Jeff, go back, but this is do you want, Jeff lay out lay out. So my my favorite shot in the movie is this huge American flag, and basically like Nancy Allen like reaching out towards Jack before she just gets brutally murdered. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty dark. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's basically like De Palma just kind of condemning, like, you know, people kind of embracing the Reagan era idea of American exceptionalism and sort of like forgetting all the shit that they had gone through with Vietnam, with Watergate, everything from the seventies. And then the, the boomer generation just being like, ah, you know what? We tried it. We fucked up. It sucks. Let's just, let's just put all our faith in this guy, even though he's complete nonsense, complete bullshit. Complete shallow. No, and once again, no parallels for today. <laughs> not, not at all. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know it remains a very kind of. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like network. It's kind of like it, it. Like I said, yeah. it has that same like feel from the seventies. You're right. This is eighty one. It's like a hangover, but it still has yeah. that gritty realism of a late seventies film. I feel it definitely does. Uh, it it kind of reminds me a little bit of sort of the seventies conspiracy sort of paranoid thrillers except that i think it's more grounded than those yeah, in some is. ways because it's it's more directly political where those are just sort of like the the government's evil and this one's like yeah the government's evil but specifically this government is evil and this idea of just wrapping yourself up in this dream when there's like evidence of like wrongdoing all around us is really dangerous and well, very, like you say, very with, uh, with the parade just keeps going and just wants to ignore even a car smashing exactly. into things exactly. That's, exactly. Yeah, that's hitting it on the head yeah, yeah. and then you, you guys keep saying realism and, and like i would say i, I wouldn't describe this De Palma is such like a cinematic director like he tries to think of a clever way for even the most boring shot to get the most information and to get the most use of the medium he's using so like it, none of his yeah, movies, I, it, like Taxi Driver, right. seems grounded in reality. It, it, none of his movies ever seem. This it, seems they all seem theatrical. like heightened reality. Yeah. One of my uh, favorite critics actually actually says that while he's made a lot of horror movies, and this one's not specifically a horror movie, it's it's uh you know it's a thriller. It feels like it's his biggest nightmare because when it's over, it is. I I absolutely agree. It's very constructed. It's it calls attention yeah. to itself. It's not. I would say it's one of his more kind of grittier movies, but I, I wouldn't necessarily call it realistic. I think it's, it's grounded in a reality. Um, but I agree that he's, he, I mean, he's, he's a, he's a film director through and through. Like yeah. his shots are composed and they call attention to themselves. It's not, you're not meant to, it's not like dog day afternoon, for example. Well, what about, what, like, what about falling down? Yeah. Do you remember falling down? That wasn't yeah. exactly realism. But that had like a gritty, a grittiness, yes, a grittiness, no, and it was yeah. like a you know a exaggerated realism. Yeah, you know, I don't. No, uh, I think you're both. I, you're both right. You're both talking about um, the same, the different things. But at this, I think you're both correct in terms of this film. And then, uh, and then, uh, Doug, what? Tell Eric what happened at the very. Okay, end. so at the very end, uh, you know, you still don't know if she's getting strangled. She's reaching out, but you still don't know whether she's dead or not. You see. Uh, Lithgow re- reach out with his like, uh, he ha- it's like a very thin knife, like almost like a uh, like an ice pick or whatever, and he's about to like mutilate the body and put the I guess the stupid bell on her, 
Uh, and mm-hmm. no one hears this because the fireworks are going crazy and they're all loving it. And he's on, they're on top of like a platform Is or something. Is it nighttime then? Yep, now? it's nighttime yeah. on the internet. And there's and, this awesome dolly around John Travolta, like cradling her body with all the fireworks blowing up in the sky. Well, well, yeah. So he <laughs> he grabs the the pick as the guy's hand goes back and he shoves it right down his into himself and stabs him like I don't know a good four or five times. So, but okay. he he looks down and she's already dead. She's got like. A very thin, like I don't know, line of blood. I mean, you know, if it was today, her neck would be open from the garrot wire garot or whatever. Wire, but uh, yeah. but okay. it's obvious she's dead, and he cradles her body. But then, like the most fucked up thing is, they cut to later. Um, that the, the theater room, the, the screening room again. He's cutting the screening room, and they go, okay. and they and show the, the scene girl in the shower, the shower with a bad that. scream, and they go, ah, and it, it's he chooses to use the. Sc- dying screams that he caught on the wire of this poor prostitute in the horror movie that he cynically makes and he's just crying he's just all fucked up smoking cigarettes man meanwhile the director's like that's fantastic the director's like losing his shit Uh (laughs) this is is like a running gag throughout the movie like at one point he brings in like three girls and says check out their screams and they all scream he's like no I'm gonna keep looking for it and so Travolta's literally like pressing his hands into his ears and he's just like, it's a hell of a scream. And it's brutal. And it's like, I, I don't know. Well, I'm going to shut up because I've talked a lot. But what do you guys no. what do you guys think about that? Because it's a hell of an ending. I mean, well, I, I, well, I, I, I like that he was torturing himself. Like, I like that he'll never forgive himself. I think that was cool. But I just think it was over over the top, the fact that he, like, put her scream in the movie to punish himself or... I, I don't know. I just thought it was a I, little I, bit too I, much. And, Jeff, you described him being stuck in a loop. And he's, like, so pained that he's, like, retreating back to, what, like, that starting point. And, like, that loop might start again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when we talk about loops, like, Dave, that's a sound term, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All that shit. And so, so it's, like loops on top of loops you know so it's um to me i think it it represents like him also sort of joining this sense of giving in like uh not necessarily doing it again but just kind of giving up yeah on trying to make a difference absolutely yeah and 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 he just he ends up using this woman like everybody else has used her as like a political pawn to murder her or whatever um and it's just kind of him sort of giving up against going against the flow against going like embracing this. Yeah. He's marching in the parade now. That's what it seems like. This idea of truth of trying to get to the truth and like completely embracing the lie. False reality. Yeah. The truth is in the false reality, but it's ultimately just like a movie. He's just using it for like this like shock value. And and in some ways I think it's the Palma kind of criticizing himself because he, I think his heart, he wants to make movies that are like going to wake people up and like show them like what's going on. But part of him also realized that he's just a sort of horror director that no one's ever going to take seriously. Um, so I think part of it's like him just being like, I'm trying to tell you guys like what's going on. But and at the end of the day, I'm just making these movies with like, you know, I'm trying to infuse movies. realism into my movies, but, but none of you want to look at it. While right. meanwhile, all of you are buying into bullshit. Yeah, right. 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 Yeah. Meanwhile, it makes me want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a bad. pussy, yeah. Brian De Palma. <laughs> I the first time I saw the ending, I hated it. I got actually really angry. Um, I Why? Was, when I was young, I just thought it was insincere. The first time I saw it, like I didn't, I didn't get. And this is this is me being completely honest. I wasn't really like 
smart enough, I don't think, or like knowledgeable enough to really pick up the political overtones the first time I watched I, I, it. I agree. Cause like when I watch like the first time, like, uh, like I'm getting into movies, I'm getting a film, I'm going to blockbuster and like grabbing everything I could see, you know, I watch dead alive and then I watch blowout and I'm like, what's <laughs> right. this fucking garbage? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Dead Alive's the best movie of all time. This is trash. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you're like, you're like 16. Well, too you subtle. Shit. Yeah, it's way too, it, 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 in that it's over the head for us now. It's it, right. Yeah, you don't, you totally yeah. miss at, it. At the time, you're like, what? And now you're sure. like, oh, kind of. It's just, it's something that you gain with age and experience watching movies and kind of learning more about like the world and what was going on and all that stuff. And I don't know. It's now, now I think that like it's, it's, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's just such a darker ending than just the dark ending that already exists, I think. Like it just, it's well, it's I, really kind of it's depressing. Giving up. Up it's giving too. up. Yeah, completely surrendering. Um, but it's just I, I I have a problem with the execution. Let's just say I don't mind him giving into the machine, but like to just have him sitting there while the director is patting him on the back, go, Yeah, this is the greatest thing ever, and he's like ah and crying and putting his <laughs> fingers in his ear. It's just over the top. It's just too no, much. I, everything about the palm is over the top. So I right, don't that's just- I don't fault you for thinking that because it's absolutely true. It's not the subtle moment. Yeah, it's when you talk the, about it, music. I wouldn't imagine him like really super crying. Oh so. no, he's, much, oh, he's, no. And he's freaking it's out. His, it's, pretty, his, it's hysterics. Pretty, like, it's hysterics. Yeah. And the music is like really dramatic and like like blasting out. He's like literally like squeezing his hands against his ears and shaking his head. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean it is it is darkly comic on one hand. Yeah. I, I really think so, but um I don't know. I love w- it. while smoking. Still smoking. Oh yeah. Yeah, he can't stop. He yeah. keeps it in his mouth even? No, he has it in his like He's got clenched it. fizz. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, so we did we convince you, Eric, or are yeah. you gonna watch this film? Rico. I think there's a chance. I mean, no, no. Like, <laughs> and I'll run out and do it, but sure, if I'm like, oh, blowout, there it is. It's on Amazon. Do you not there have Amazon? <laughs> do you need a login? If it's literally like forced in front of my eyes and I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> All right, blow me out, fella. <laughs> Let's do this thing. Uh, no, I do have I had, I do have Amazon. I think you'd said Amazon, and and for some reason I had Netflix in my head, and I don't have a Netflix at the moment. So so yeah, no, I I can totally watch it. Eric, um, but gotta, what I would I gotta, say gotta, is I it it sound I think I'm interested. I will definitely say I'm interested in this movie. I got the Blu-ray, Eric. I can let you borrow it if you want. Okay. But uh, Rico, are you in the thrillers? No, I don't really do thrillers. <laughs> Uh, what, what is it you say you do? <laughs> what are you into? So what's your thing, Rico? You just, you just give him more material for the investigators later on when they hear this podcast. <laughs> Don't incriminate yourself too much, Rico. Uh, Rico, do you like movies? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're a, they're a, they're a commitment, fellas. So I don't know. It's just, I, I am always impressed um, by how much. You guys are able to fit in, I will say. But then again, I yeah, there are many hours I could watch movies. I don't know. I, I'm a. I, no, it's it's tough for me right. to to sell into watch, hours. I mean, I used to watch way too many, and I don't watch nearly as many anymore because most of them are garbage, and it is time consuming. I agree. So yeah. I hear yeah. that. Do you guys I'm read anymore? To, yeah, I started reading American Gods, but it, 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 I'm, I didn't I'm like it. I don't like Neil Gaiman. It's yeah. <laughs> I don't like the show. I, I hate him. Years ago, yeah. 
You met America? What was he like? Oh, no, I'm just saying I read American Gods. Oh, okay. I haven't met him. <laughs> I, like, I like American Gods, but eh. I don't know. Yeah. Right. I, I like the book. Yeah. I liked it. it was it was like a more of like an anthology. I liked little stories. I liked parts of it, but as a whole, it was a I don't know too grandiose. Right. Anyway, well, uh, time, guys, what are we gonna do next? You guys got any ideas? Oh, do we do we pitch and then we vote? Yeah, we, we can do it. We've seen a movie. Yeah, let's let's pitch Wonder a new. So I we think many of us have seen that. I think. Oh, I haven't seen that. Well, you could be the dummy. I could be the dummy. There you go. That's perfect. <laughs> it is perfect. <laughs> and I know some Wonder Woman shit because of comics. So, uh, oh boy, oh, here yeah. we go. Oh, yeah, that's right. Here we go. <laughs> Every single time we bring something up in the movie, you're gonna be like, "Well, actually, in <laughs> issue 44." No, I actually don't know a lot about Wonder Woman. Her origin is all fucked up. I have no idea. <laughs> no. She's from oh, the island of Amazon. Your pitch yeah. for a Wonder Woman movie. Remember, didn't you have a pitch? <laughs> No, or a scene. Know. You had like one scene. You were like, this is what I want in a Wonder th- Woman movie. <laughs> I thought that <laughs> I was wait a like in a beach. On oh, wait, the, no, no, no. The, in a Jeep. No, I remember. Okay, here, no, Rico. Rico, here it is. Beats up somebody. So his idea was Superman's flying around. He sees Wonder Woman naked on top of a roof, <laughs> legs spread. He comes down real quick. Fast as lightning. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Just fucks crazy and she's like what was that and the invisible man says i don't know but my ass hurts oh my god so, so, so you're ending it with a dad joke that's, that's crazy. yep dad joke all right so we'll probably do dad wonder joke. woman all right uh let, let me know when also I, I i guess i don't want to but i'm going to see that shitty uh dark tower movie doesn't look like it has anything to do with the books, and somebody said yeah, it's... I'm not. I'm so not interested. I'm not I'm interested either, but I'm now morbidly curious, right? You, you, heard the whole thing, you heard the whole thing about how King said it's actually a sequel to the books? Yeah, that sounds like even dumber and crazier than I, I could have ever possibly imagined. I mean, it, make, it makes a certain amount of sense, given how the series ends, but, like, uh, I don't know. It ends in a I'll, loop. I'll the... I'm, I'm going to see that shit because I hate myself. Yeah, so. that's me too. <laughs> if you hate yourself, I got two recommendations. <laughs> I, I, would, I, would, I would do. I would do the Mummy or Transformers. No. Oh, Neither of those. I will not see another I gotta, Transformers. I gotta movie. tell you though. I I brought this up the other day, and never mind. This is going to be a rehash of a conversation we had last night. No, but go they, ahead, do it. Sorry, Doug. Did you see the last uh, Transformers movie? Uh, no, I think I tried to watch it, and I couldn't get past the opening. I don't know, five ten minutes. I, I learned a little bit of trivia on Facebook the other day. Some friends. No, but you're talking about, about the one that's out in theaters now, right? No, no the one previous. Oh, about number four. four. Okay. Dark, yeah. dark the of the moon. moon. So apparently TJ Miller was in the fourth one. And like he was supposed to be in the whole movie. And at one point, Michael Bay and like some of the cast and crew went to like see Make a Wish kids. And um he, Michael Bay turned to TJ Miller and was like, Hey, be funny, like make the kids laugh. And TJ Miller just like couldn't. He was like, <laughs> I, I I was no one's wish. Like no one <laughs> wanted me to be there. Jesus. And it was just depressing and I, I couldn't make them laugh. So Michael Bay just like murders him in the movie in like the first half hour. That's all. He he's like running in these explosions and this explosion happens around him and he just instantly becomes a skeleton. <laughs> Look it up on YouTube. It's like the funniest thing ever. Anyway, sorry. Just had to yeah. throw that in there. What was, what was funny about it when you showed me, Jeff, is like Mark Wahlberg's like his buddy and he runs <laughs> and gets away and he's like gets on Optimus Prime and he looks back and he sees his buddy get turned into a skeleton. And he kind of like, just like right, nods down go. for a moment and then just gets an Optimus Prime and gets the fuck out of there. <laughs> it's fairly, 
Like John Travolta in this movie pr- cries like a thousand tears while like Wahlberg doesn't stop for an instant to right. care about his friend. <laughs> I just want to see like Wahlberg and Michael Bay doing that take and figuring it out. Mark Wahlberg like, so what do I do? I like care or what? Uh, yeah, sure. Care for no too long. Do it again, but care in half the time. Bay's no, like, still too long. Here's your direction. Was he funny? No. Then you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like him? The actor? Yeah, no. Okay. Action. Care as much as he made the Make-A-Wish kids laugh. <laughs> Jesus. Well, Michael Bay goes irony... to see Make-A-Wish kids, so that's good. I know the irony is if those yeah. kids watch his movies, they'll be turned to skeletons just watching that. Oh. <laughs> uh. All right, guys. Well, I guess wait, that's a good enough place. What's up, Snacks? Maybe, maybe, maybe the dummy should recommend the movie next time around. Oh, that'd be good. Like a movie that so, they so, don't want to yeah. see or like well, they're no, like, curious well, about like but haven't? Like Rico was the dummy this time, so I feel like Rico yeah. should be able to uh, recommend the movie that like you know that he doesn't have to be All a right, dummy. Rico, what do you think? Uh, I feel like TJ Miller now in front of Cancer Kids. Let's see. <laughs> be funny, asshole. Beyond beyond jerk. Let's see. What the hell? Oh god. So problem shit coming out uh, baby all right just think, out. think about it think about it a baby boss <laughs> you guys <laughs> <are> <laughs> baby, we're gonna do boss we'll do it <laughs> i think we all i think we're all the dummy if we're considering doing that <laughs> no no okay, guys this no, can't, can't be this be can't dummy. be spiteful because i'll no, i'll choose yeah. every adam sandler movie on netflix oh fuck <laughs> you no i i only mean that if i could be the dummy again next week um <laughs> yeah yeah, let's see what. No, it's just think the mummy. I was. Uh, uh, yeah, what the hell's coming out? Let's baby just, driver. Baby oh. driver's coming out. That looks good. Yeah, that could be good. Um, yeah. so that one. Let's just everybody go see Wonder Woman in the off chance that we'll talk about it. I guess, and uh, we'll uh, we'll come back in a couple weeks with something. Yeah. All right. If I think of something, I'll tell you guys. I don't know. Yeah, you can tell us, right. and then the listener I'm, will find out after the fact. <laughs> Alright, snacks out. Alright, snacks out. Alright, guys, I'll talk to you later. Hey, hey.